There are no such things as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. Step into the greatest version of yourself because what you do matters. Shift your narrative. You're listening to Opportunity Makers, where entrepreneurs come to take their purpose-driven business to the next level. Here's your host, Jim Padilla. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Opportunity Makers podcast. Yes, you found yourself in the right place. Jim Padilla here, and I'm really glad to have you with us. Everything that's going on in the world right now is it just makes it makes the daily conversation around seeking and, and taking advantage of opportunities just so it's just a juicy and ripe. It's just a very now ever present thing to be talking about. And a conversation that we're going to have today is about seeing what is there, about understanding that everything you do leads to everything else you do. Like nothing happens in a vacuum. Everything is a series of events, a sequence of events, um, synchronicity and timing, the right opportunity at the right time, the the entryway that you walk in that then leads to another doorway that if you never would have walked in the first door, that doorway would never have appeared, right? That's what life is about. That's what opportunity making is. That's what creating opportunities is about. It's being able to see what can happen. If you keep your eyes on the high side of the opportunities, of the high side of what's going on in the world, you will always see what's coming next. If we stay focused on the things that are broken, the things that aren't working, we will just be lost to the next problem and always be bumping our head against the, uh, on the ceilings and the walls what's there instead of seeing open doors and open windows to be able to move through or to be able to invite people into. And Mitch Russo, who is a a good friend of mine and a very, very intelligent entrepreneur who's been doing this for a long time. And every time I talk to him, I learn more things about the amazing things he's done in his past, in his life, opportunities that he has taken advantage of and problems he has overcome uh, to create more great things in the world. So Mitch Russo, who started a software company in his garage, sold it for eight figures and then worked directly with Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes to build a $25 million business together. Okay. He's been twice nominated Inc. Magazine Entrepreneur of the Year. Mitch helps companies scale rapidly. His first book, The Invisible Organization, and his second book called Power Tries, which is a huge traction. I have both of those on my shelf, right? How certification can explode your business, right? They've helped thousands of companies scale rapidly. It's great books. He's very good at explaining and sharing things. Uh, and you'll see by his demeanor and who he is that he's got great amount of humility, a lot around of knowledge, and you're going to want to learn from this guy. Okay, Today, he's here to help coaches solve an age-old problem while enhancing results with clients, right? Using his new coach practice management called Client Folio. And all his information will be in the show notes. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. Check it out, dive in, see what nuggets you can learn and share them with us. I want to know what you're doing, what you're learning, what you're taking away, what more we can bring to you. So go out, make great opportunities, make a lot of sales, change people's lives, and let's make some money together. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode. Enjoy this one. All right, here we are. And like I said, you're in for a great conversation. And uh, one of my favorite people, somebody I've gotten to know real well in the last few years, and just the more I know about him, the more I see of him, just somebody that I really uh, enjoy and respect, and you will too. So Mitch, say hello to the opportunity makers out there. Hey, opportunity makers, we're here to make some opportunities for you. So let's get started. 
<laughs> for sure. So why don't you tell everybody what's, you know, give, give us your version of who's Mitch and why is this a conversation that you're relevant in? Sure. Well, like many of our listeners today, Jim, I, uh, I didn't start from what you'd call stellar, uh, stellar times or uh, perfect situations or any of that stuff. I basically came, uh, as you might say, from a broken family. Uh, I became addicted to hard narcotics. I was shooting heroin in high school. Uh, I had to drop out of life and get a, get rehab. And, and, um, and it was a hard journey, 18 months of rehab. But what I, what I learned in rehab, possibly the hardest thing I ever did, was that I am valuable. I have worth. And when I was done with rehab, I was clear, I was sober, and I was focused on creating a valuable life. And so the first thing I did was I said, well, I dropped out of school. Let's get back to school. Got myself back into school and finished up high school at the time and then went on and um, became uh, enrolled in other other types of schools. One school I enrolled in was Color Television Repair School, believe it or not, uh, because I thought maybe that would be my, my journey. And um, uh, after that ended, I was hired by a computer company uh, of all types of companies. And um, I realized that was really where I belong. I belong in the computer industry and I loved it there. And I made a name for myself, not just in, in being an engineer with computers, but later in selling semiconductors as one of the top salespeople uh, in the country for certain brands. So uh, I realized at that time I had, uh, I had to master the art of selling. And I, I did that by finding the best salesman in the community and asking him, how did you learn to sell? And as soon as he told me, I literally left lunch and went right over to the Dale Carnegie office and signed up for the Dale Carnegie sales program. Uh, and that led me to an incredible career as a salesperson, uh, which generated many, many, many millions, over 20 million a year in revenue for the company I was selling for. And so it was there that I became enamored with software and with creating software and and maybe even creating my own company at the age of 28 i started time slips corporation so time that's you got you got a lot of journey and and so much stuff that i resonate with i mean uh you know most of the you know the audience people here know my story and um you know broken home and jail and growth and life and overcoming mm -hmm. and uh so I, I definitely resonate with that. And, and I, I don't want to touch on that a little bit. Um, just in terms of what kind of life skills did you gain in that journey that have helped you, uh, you know, not just as an entrepreneur, but as somebody who can thrive in, in, in environments that might not be so desirable for others? Well, I'll tell you the one thing I learned right away is that um, there isn't an easy button for most of life. Uh, when I ended up in rehab, you know, being so clever and knowing everything at the age of 16, I figured, well, I could probably fake my way through this, that that should be easy. But I found out how wrong I really was. And I really had to buckle down and get to work. And when I mean get to work, I mean, like scrubbing toilets and baseboards, and really get to work and spend that time um, really getting back in touch with the physical body that I have and the work ethic that I never had in, you know, up until that point. Uh, and I learned a lot about that journey. I failed many times throughout 
going through the program. And then later in life, as, as we all do, we have to fail and pivot, fail and pivot, which is how we finally find the thing that really resonates with our soul and takes us to a place where we've only dreamed of going. So for me, the journey is, was always an exploratory journey of trying and failing, trying again, adjusting and failing, and maybe even trying again and again. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you said you were a color television repairman. And I think you just got to chuckle to yourself every time you touch your 65-inch LED screen, the touch screen, and, you know, there's no picture tubes in it or, the, you know, the old stuff that needed to, right. a big old box to carry. Right. Um, the world has changed so yeah. much. Yeah, and so and that's what we're in right now. We're in a huge change, huge upheaval, a big transition. You know what? What do you what do you, what do you see in similarities from the growth from the color television that you used to repair to what is existing now? And then what change are we in front of that just that can scare a lot of people but create tremendous opportunity as well? Sure. Well, I mean, this was a course in color television repair, but the last last module was digital electronics in 1970. And we were all confused as students because we were wondering, well, what is this class about? Everyone knows there's no transistors in television sets. Uh, so what happened to me is it opened up my eyes to a whole new world of digital electronics. And I took to it really like a, like a fish does to water. I mean, the professor I had was, I was very lucky to have been matched with this individual. He saw something in me that I didn't see myself. So I had a, a mentor, maybe a cheerleader. And that teacher called me up uh, at the end of the first week and gave me a textbook and said, I want you to do chapters one and two, read them, then do the homework. And he worked me through this textbook. Uh, no one else in the class, just me. And at the end of that course, I had returned the textbook with all of the lessons completed. And he goes, do you realize what you just did? I said, no, I have no idea, but it was great. I really enjoyed it. He said, well, you just completed years one and two of the MIT uh, electrical engineering program for digital circuit design. Wow. I said, holy smokes, that's pretty cool. Then he said to me, remember now, this is in color television repair school. He then said to me, Mitch, you will never fix a color television set for the rest of your life. And the next day I was recruited into a computer company. And that's, that. talk about a change, right? Talk about thinking that my life was going to be visiting people's homes and screwing a couple of things in and taking some tubes out, playing with the family dog and leaving. Now, all of a sudden I'm in Massachusetts of all places, working for a major computer company uh, and and basically working on mini computers all day long. Uh, and it, it was an incredible change and it was exciting and challenging and even breathtaking in some cases. You know, it's fascinating because you, you know, you know everything that goes into how the DAC TV operate. Like when you just push the button, what's actually going on behind the buttons to make the screen work the way it does. I just wanted the TV to come on, right? I spent most <laughs> of my time Right. Trying to read people to know what makes them work as opposed right. to what makes circuitry work inside of, you know, uh, more, you know, technical systems. Um, but, you know, there's there's a mindset. There's a there's a, this perspective here that uh, I want to play on for people. Um, you went through an entire process, learned it, an education process that you thought was leading you someplace. 
Instead, it opened a door to something entirely new. Right. Had you not pursued that path initially, that door never would have opened because you would have Correct. never engaged it. Correct. What what's what is the mindset? What's what your takeaway from that 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 you see that benefits people powerfully when moving through life like that? Well, you know, I think as you know, your your family of origin helps you set up your goals for the future. Um, sometimes in a bad way, sometimes in a good way. Um, so I I had a tough time, and 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 obviously you did too, Jim. Uh, growing up, um, you know, clearly I. I got myself uh, uh, into the wrong crowd and that's how I ended up getting involved in drugs. And my mom was very loving and caring best as she could be while trying to manage a house by herself and not having the money to do it. So one of the things that struck me is I never ever want to go to a place where I'm poor or I can't afford the necessities of life. And in the beginning, that was a big motivator. And I, I, it's not a great motivator to be honest because it's a negative motivator. I don't want to be poor as a negative motivator. I want to be rich as a positive motivator, but also somewhat narrow uh, because what you are left with after you have money is basically an empty soul if you've done nothing else. And so once I started Time Slips Corporation and once we surpassed our first year at a million dollars, which was very quickly, for us, I realized that money would probably never be a problem for me ever again. And that's when my my vision for who I could be elevated yet again. And that vision was, I want to go to a place where I can contribute, where I could change the lives and help others. And I could do that either through employing them and training them or helping them start their own business or or basically help them get educated and find what they're solid piece of gold is inside of them. So for me, it was always a process of wanting something and pursuing it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I really wanted to encourage everybody to have that takeaway as well. Focus on being a contributor, not just a consumer, somebody who's creating because, and, and you can be both, you can be on a path of learning and growing. Even if you have a job, just a, a normal nine to five of some kind, you can still be a creator that is solving problems for people and attracting people into your world and leading them on a path because most people just need it to be led. Even if it's just in a certain area, like you can have people who can, can pretty much have a seemingly great control of all areas of their life, except the area that you're an expert in. That's right. And, and they need what... to be led there. They need to be shown that there's a path. That's right. And that's why we all get to master one or two things and then help others uh, with those skills. And that's part of what you do. It's part of what I do. And, and I think it's, it's not, you know, everyone is different. Everyone has a gift, but those, those gifts are like raw diamonds. You might never know what your gift is if you never try to develop it. And even if you find it, it's probably not much of a gift until you spend the hours and time and dedication necessary to evolve it and perfect it and polish it. So what are you working on right now? What are you polishing and perfecting today? Well, I mean, as uh, as you probably know, I've, I've been building certification programs just like the one I built for Timeslips Corporation 30 years ago. I've been helping other clients do that as well. And, and of course, my book, Power Tribes, is the blueprint for how I do that. And um, when I work with a client, what we're trying to do is we're trying to go from one place to another. 
we're trying to take something that has enormous potential and set it up in such a way so that it enables many others to take advantage of that potential as well. So certification is not uh, about getting a certificate and putting it on a wall. Certification is about creating a business opportunity for your best clients who would love to do what you do and go out there into the world and share their gifts through the processes that you've created. And at the same time, have a fairly secure and fairly um, repeatable uh, uh, income from that process. So I've been building power tribes now for a long time and coaching clients on how to accelerate their revenue. And as you saw when I presented at BA, uh, I'm somewhat of an expert at finding recurring revenue in companies. And I love to dive into companies and search for those levers. And most of the time I find certainly more than one and, and we set those up re relatively quickly and take advantage of them. Those are a few of the things I'm doing right now. And what, what how would you guide people listening right now that if they if they are not able to talk to you or take advantage of your services, what's what's some simple steps that they can implement right now and just to start open their eyes to the additional revenue that's already lying inside of the walls of their business? Well, I would say to open their eyes, open your eyes and look around. I mean, when I, I tell you a quick story about opening my eyes. So back in Massachusetts many years ago, um, I, um, I decided to take a yoga class and I signed up for a yoga class. And I'm a very awkward, physically awkward person sometimes. And so I, I didn't do very well, but the teacher was so adorable. I just had to keep going back over and over again. Uh, and, and I started to get friendly with her. And I, I asked her, I said to her, look, I, I noticed you drive a new BMW and you have this beautiful yoga studio, but you charged, I think it was $12 for a yoga class. I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind telling me, how do you do that? I mean, you can't possibly make enough for your lifestyle and to support this business on $12 yoga classes. And she laughed and she said, of course not. The yoga class is a lost leader. I said, really? What do you mean? She says, well, every single month we do yoga certification for all the housewives in the area that want to become yoga instructors. And we charge $2,500 for that. And I typically have anywhere from eight to 12 people every month coming in for certification. And all of a sudden it was like a light bulb went off in my mind. And I said, wow, there's, that's so cool. I never even thought of that before. And so it's literally opening your eyes, being curious and watching and thinking about how things are done. When you see how a company operates or you see what they're doing, don't be afraid to go over to the manager of a store or the owner of the, of the company and say, hey, I really love what you're doing. Would you mind if I ask you a few questions? Because that, frankly, is how you learn. And I'm always, always, you know, it's interesting because I'm not surprised by that. That, that, that story, because the more success that I've had and the more people that I've worked with who are like you and, you know, millionaires and billionaires and people who've just done great things in business, everybody I know wants to help. That's right. And we want to help. So, you know, sometimes it's paid knowledge for a client for an opportunity. Other times it's just, let me just share some wisdom with you. The key is though, guys, listen, if you're to pay attention, if you pause, pause the treadmill, pull the side of the road, do listen to this. If somebody you approach is willing to give you some wisdom, you damn well better act on what they tell you. Otherwise, so you, you won't get any more. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. I was uh, hired as, as a day worker 
when I was oh just about 16 years old and I was driven to um, a warehouse where our job was to unload trucks and uh, put the boxes on shelves. And there was a lot of trucks. Uh, it was a Saturday and the trucks had basically from all week were there stacked up, ready to be unpacked. So we were working all day long and we were hired for eight hours and it came to be about six o'clock and everybody had basically the second it hit six o'clock, um, everyone just left and my truck was still had boxes in them. So I just kept unloading the boxes. And finally, 15 minutes later, I finished. I said, okay, now I'm going to leave. And a man walked up to me and says, uh, you know, uh, everybody's gone. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't have a ride. Uh, what are you going to do? I said, oh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. There's got to be a subway nearby or something like that. And he says, well, I'm leaving now. Can I give you a ride? And I said, sure. And um, I said to him, uh, do you work here? And he goes, uh, in a way, yes, I do work here. I I'm the president of the company. I said, oh, my God, this is your company? He says, well, it was my grandfather's company and it was in our family and now I run it. And I said, well, well that's amazing. And do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And, uh, and, I, and I did, and I, I was able to pick his brain for almost, he actually decided to drive me home, which was 45 minutes from the factory because he enjoyed me talking with him and he enjoyed sharing his knowledge and wisdom with me. Turns out he was the president of the Hoover Vacuum Company. Wow. And, and I got to ask him his keys to success, of which I never forgot. Of course, that's great. Man, I love that stuff. Synchronicity and uh, I can't even think of all the words right now, but it's just mm. it's really good that, you know, those things line up. They just they happen. They happen when you show up, when people see you. Um, I, you know, I, I used to ref high school basketball high school and college and, and high school basketball officials are always trying to get picked up to go to college. Like you have to get, right. you, you don't just apply, like you have to right. get invited kind of thing. Right. And during the summer um, they stopped using kids to referee junior high games. They started, that became our off season regiment was mm -hmm. refereeing high school summer ball or junior high summer ball. So we're reffing sixth grade kids, even whether they're any good or not, doesn't matter. Just some very, very, not the most best basketball. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend of mine that I was, we were, we were working a game with, and I, and I always pride myself on having good mechanics and good effort. And I was doing good. Maybe it wasn't my best game though, but my friend Tom was sold out everything. He was doing it like it was a high school championship, hopping mm. his calls, doing everything right, hustling everywhere. After the game, gentleman comes down from the stands, gives him a card, shakes both of our hands, gives him a card, invites him to the college, uh, camp they call you bring you up to a camp so they can evaluate you and it was because he it was his sixth sixth grade daughter's game that he was there watching wow and you just never know what happens when you show up and do what you're supposed to do never know and that's the beauty of life sometimes you know and and for me i i always look for the synchronicities i i learned many years ago that a bus moving through the street with a word on the side might be the key to you unlocking your next great idea. So pay attention to your environment. Always be watching and taking in what's there because it might be the most meaningful experience ever that you might miss if you're not paying attention. So it's important. I could not agree more. Um, 
What is what's what's something that you see as a, an opportunity coming that maybe a lot of other people are not seeing right now? So, I mean, listen, you you opened my eyes to AI a couple of weeks ago when you ran a class. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, it just lit me on fire. I have been. I think I use Chat GPT now every single day. Yeah. And I just have been, I just have been on a tear rewriting my sales pages and my website copy and uh, creating things I didn't have time to create before. Uh, and now I've been taking um, courses and downloading guides on how to create prompts for, for chat GPT as well to get even more out of it. Um, there are people now that are of the belief that chat GPT and its future iterations will do away with programmers uh, because it is so powerful in generating code. Now I don't, I'm not a programmer anymore. Many, many years ago I was, so I wouldn't use it for that, but what I, but I, but I am now seeing it being used in areas I never thought. Uh, the other day, um, my mom is in assisted living and um, there was a particular person at this place that had an issue and I passed by the desk and I noticed chat GPT was open on the desk of the manager of the, of the area. And I said, what are you doing? We were just chatting. He knows me. I've been there now over and over. He says, oh, we having some difficulty with a patient. I just figured I'd ask chat GPT what, how to solve the problem. And it literally provided an instant diagnosis based on the symptoms that this person had experienced. I, I don't think we have even begun to tap the potential of AI and how it will be used for good and for bad. So, I mean, is there going to be, you know, a fleet of killer robots unleashed on society by AI? I don't think so. Uh, it's a cool story. There's been movies, as you know, about it, but uh, um, I, I just don't think we're going to see Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, walking through the streets, <laughs> shooting robots anytime soon. I just don't. What I do see is I see an enormous shift of the need for people to understand AI and not so much to create it, but to utilize it. So they say, well, a lot of jobs will be gone because of chat, GPT, and other AI tools. And I think a lot of new jobs, many more, will come to take its place. So to be on the lookout for lookout right now for AI technology is very important. To be on the lookout look, I'm sorry, look out right now for technology as it relates to human condition is important right now too. The extension of our human bodies, the health of our bodies, uh, I think is starting to accelerate now at a faster pace than ever before. It's really a great time to be alive. It is a great time to be alive. And just, uh, I'm hoping you're hearing yes, that all of the problems around you that you might be concerned about the challenges that you're being concerned with are nothing but opportunity staring you in the face, waiting for you exactly. to leap in. And I know Mitch is is a modest guy, and uh, I you know I have shared some of you know his his accolades in the introduction. He's done so many things as as all the people that I've been bringing to you and interviewing you with, uh, and you have. You've done stuff that you haven't even given yourself credit for, and you need to make sure that you're seeing the legacy that you have left behind you, and how do you leverage that as you're moving forward to solve new opportunities and bring your solutions to the marketplace who desperately needs you. They're looking for solutions. They're looking for leaders, and you can be one. 
Mitch, how do people connect with you? What do, what do you have going on that uh, people could take advantage of? Sure. Do you mind if I offer one more suggestion before Please I go? Please do. Please do. So if everyone listening to this were to go to Google and just Google Hero's Journey Story Format, and you'll notice there's 12 steps. It's a formula that has been used to write every major motion picture and hit novels, uh, probably since the 1930s, including Gone with the Wind. I'd like for you to understand that formula, and I'd like you to write your own hero's journey story. And if you do this, you will be able to prove to the world your value and who you are by looking at you from a completely different perspective. If you get that story out there, people will come to know you, like you, and trust you much faster than they would if you just pitched them your, your stuff. So tell them about you. Use that amazing formula to tell your story in this world. You can even create content. You can even release it uh, on social media one piece at a time, maybe one twelfth of it each step at a time, and really involve people in your story. Then they will want to know more about you and maybe even want to work with you as well. So thank you for letting me share that tip. Yeah, definitely useful. People jump in. So, awesome. So yeah, what else you what else you got? How else can people? What are you doing that people can engage you with? Uh, well, right now, if, uh, um, if if you're a coach, I have some coaching software that you can have that you'll love. It's called Clientfolio. And if you go to getclientfolio.com, you'll be able to try it out for a dollar and see if you like it. Uh, I designed it. I built it from my own practice because I believe that nothing simple, easy to use, inexpensive and powerful was out there. So I had to create it. Entrepreneur's mission is to find problems that exist and solve them. That's what I did. And I hope you love it. Awesome. So definitely take advantage of that. The, the links will be in the show notes so you guys can get there. Also make sure you sync up and connect with Mr. Mitch Russo on his social media platforms, whichever one works best for you. You can also get him at MitchRusso360.com. All of that stuff will be in the show notes, but I want to encourage you to engage him. He's somebody who's very, very knowledgeable. Um, again, just this, his presence is very subtle and, and inform, you know, he doesn't come off as this titan of industry or anything um, until he starts talking. And when he's around, you, you know, he's just somebody you want to be around, you want to learn from, even if you're just following him and, and picking up on the crumbs that he's leaving for you. I highly recommend that you do that, take advantage of it and check out his, uh, his new software because pretty much the things that Mitch is a part of tend to do well. So uh, make sure you're taking advantage of that. And uh, as always, we appreciate your time and attention and trusting us to be part of your success team because we know that you could have been anywhere else on the planet besides here, but you chose to be here. And if you're still here, thank you. Let us know what you're thinking. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe and uh, and share this with anybody who is that you see it being beneficial. Um, and then let us know what you think. And then when you connect with Mitch, tell me what's going on. Make sure you tell him that we sent you and then let us know how things are going. We want to make sure that we're bringing you stuff that you are implementing, acting on, and taking advantage of. Mitch, always a pleasure, man. I look forward to uh, talking to you more and sharing more of you with uh, the Opportunity Makers audience. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Opportunity Makers. If you've heard something that connected with you, please share this episode with a friend or colleague. And don't forget to go to Apple to leave a review. Head on over to GainTheEdgeNow.com to connect with Jim and his team. And remember, 
There's no such thing as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. 